From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's Friday, dear friends, and I'm delighted to welcome you today to our broadcast. We thank the Lord for the privilege to be right here on this station five days a week, and uh, we are having a big time, and I trust that you'll join us as often as you possibly can. In fact, right now today, we're going to be looking at uh, number 14 in a series of studies that we've done from Psalm 37. I've mentioned to you before that there are just a number of bullet points in this chapter that gives us basic things that we need to know. Now, we're about to wind this down, and we're going to finish up with a case study today that I'm calling an unsavory case study. And then on Monday, we'll have one more, and we'll do another case study based on what we found in this chapter, and I think it, too, will be of help to us. So we're going to have, Lord willing, a total of 15 of these studies from Psalm 37. Now, I want to announce as well, this weekend, I'll be at the Central Baptist Church in Ocala, Florida, morning and evening, and I hope that many of you who are in the Ocala area will plan to be with us Sunday morning and Sunday night at the Central Baptist Church of Ocala. Looking forward to that. And don't forget, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 17 through 20 in the heart of the summertime, and uh, all kinds of details on the Sword of the Lord website, and I trust that you'll get on there and look up the details and check us out. Got lots of good things there for you. Now, we're looking at verse 38 today in Psalm 37, and here's what verse 38 tells us. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. Now, more than once in this chapter, the Bible has told us that the wicked will be cut off. And it just tells us that something dire is going to take place. And that's the reason why that I call this an unsavory case study. I say unsavory because it's not a pleasant subject. When it talks about people being destroyed, that is not a pleasant thing at all. But we do understand, not only from this chapter, but from a lot of things that are said in the Bible, and from our just glancing around, we can see out in the world today that a lot of people are leaving the Lord out of their life. And that is a formula for disaster. Now, whenever you look around, and you are seeing things and seeing people, how they function in our world, you look at normal people, and I put that word normal in quotation marks, you look at normal people, just people up and down the street, what are they after? Well, they're looking to have maybe a four-bedroom home, and they want two or three cars, and they're uh, looking to have children, or they're thankful they have children, perhaps, and uh, they like to have status in the community, and uh, they may even be church members but they have turned their back on God. They may look normal, but whenever you ask them, they will tell you they have no time for that. They may be totally clueless about the reality of God or whatever is involved in that. Now, the Bible tells us that those folks are going to come to an end. That term is used right here in this chapter. They are coming to an end. You remember the Bible tells us it is appointed unto man once to die. That's Hebrews 9.27 in the New Testament. It is appointed and a man wants to die. Nobody is going to live in this life on this earth forever. 
There is coming a time when your life will end, and you need to understand that. And when the wicked, that is, those that have turned their backs against God, those that do not have the Savior, the Bible tells us that they too are coming to an end. And they may be walking around, looking normal, acting normal, but the fact is things are not normal there at all. They are headed for disaster, and they need to understand that. So let's walk back through Psalm 37 And I want to do a little case study on what the Bible tells us about these folks who leave God out of their life. Verses 1 and 2 in the chapter are addressed to those of us that are following the Lord, and it tells us that these folks who leave God out are not to be envied. It simply tells us that we're to not be envious of them at all, but we are to understand that they are going to be mown down like the grass, cut down like grass. Their life is going to end. They're not going to last forever. And whatever they do now that looks pompous, whatever they do now that looks like they've got the world headed their direction, all of that means nothing. It amounts to nothing but it is really a facade that they're living, and it tells us here we are not to envy them. It's far better that you and I not have so much of the world and have the things that we need from God. It's far more important that we get that right, and thankfully, if you have the Savior, you are on top of things, and you are going to be the winner in the long run. Now, you drop down to verse 7 and verse 10, And uh, we learn some other things here. Verse 7 tells us that because they prosper, we simply need to understand that the man who uses wicked devices to bring to pass his desires, he's not going to last. But instead, whatever prosperity he has is short-lived. Verse 10 says, Yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. That just simply tells us that everything that he has that seems so important now is going to erode. It's going to vanish. It's going to be gone. I'm telling you, it's awfully difficult for God's people to uh, maybe not have the biggest car and have the biggest house and have all of these things. I mean, when you're seeing other people turn their backs on God and get all of the stuff, and you're not getting all the stuff that they're getting if you're not careful— You'll wind up becoming envious. You'll wind up thinking that that's the way to go, and it's not the way to go at all. Now, thirdly, we note, taking this case study step by step through Psalm 37, verses 12 through 15 tell us that these folks who turn against God are also likely to turn against us. They will do dirt and damage to us if they need to, to get their way, or even if they just want to. Notice verse 12, the wicked plots against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Now, the Lord's going to laugh at him because he seeth that his day is coming. That is, the Lord is looking at him and saying, "Uh, you don't realize what you're doing. You're just a short-lived individual. The Bible goes on to say, the wicked have drawn out the sword, have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such that be as of upright conversation." But their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. So here we learn that it's going to be a battle. There's going to be damage done. There's going to be dirty things done against those who are trying to walk with the Lord. You can't expect somebody with an unregenerate heart to do the things that they ought to do. And they sometimes will strike at you, and they may hurt you. 
Now, we drop down, number four, to verse 17, and we learn here that they'll try to succeed, but they're going to fail. Verse 17 says, the arms of the wicked shall be broken. Now, if you've got broken arms, you're not going to get nearly as much done. You're not going to succeed like you might. And uh, the Bible tells us that in their pursuit of all of the things, I mean, trying to do us hurt, trying to make another dollar, all those kinds of things, ultimately they are going to fail. Now, number five, doing a case study on these folks. I'm telling you, it's unsavory. It's not a pleasant thing. Point number five, verse 21 says, The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. What's that telling us? They're unscrupulous in business, and they're not to be trusted. They'll borrow from you with no intent to pay it back. They're going to come at you with scams and schemes and do whatever they can do to feather their own nest and to take feathers out of your nest and not think twice about it. So you got to be careful, dear friend. You cannot get out in the world and play their game like they want to play it without getting hurt. You say, well, I trusted that guy. I loaned him some money. Well, you better be careful about how you do that. Now, look at verse 32, and this will be point number six in this case study. Verse 32 says, The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. What's that telling us? Well, it's simply telling us that your safety is also at risk. Whenever you are living in a society with so many unregenerate people, it puts you at risk. Your safety gets on the table in a hurry. And that's why, listen, we have so many ungodly things happening in cities large and small out in the countryside. People are getting hurt. People are getting killed. People are being robbed and raped. I mean, all kinds of crazy things are happening in our world because so many, many people have turned their back on God. And I'm telling you, when people fly airplanes into buildings, when people rob banks, when people kill little children, when people abuse little children, they're doing so because of an unregenerate heart. They're doing so because they have not let God speak to them. They have not listened to the things that God tells us about how we ought to conduct business. And I'm simply telling you, dear friend, in pointed straightforward terms. This is an unsavory business here. And you say, what in the world can we do about this? Well, we can do our best to get the gospel out. We can do our best to tell other people that Jesus died on the cross and arose from the grave to save them. And when he saves them, he gives them a new heart. Now that old nature doesn't go away, but he gives us a new nature. And that new nature, if you'll feed it, it will become the dominant nature in your life. And that's what we're after. That's what we need to have happen. Now, drop down to verse 34. The bottom part of the verse says, When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Well, what we're talking about here is the end of these folks who are walking against God, living the wicked life. Their end will be a public matter. It's going to be something that all of us will observe. We'll all see it. And if you just keep your eyes open, you're going to see, you're going to realize that these folks are not all they are cracked up to be. They're not all they pretend to be. They're not all as advertised. The fact is, many of them die young. The fact is, many of them wind up, I mean, for a little while, they're flying high, and then, man, their kite crashes comes crashing to the end, and they're broke. They're bankrupt because they are playing by a different set of rules, rules that they ought never to play by. 
Now, folks, I'm just simply saying this whole case study, it's laid out here in Psalm 37. You can go that route. Everybody, anybody could go that route. But who would want to do that? Well, if you're thinking straight at all, I think you don't want to go that way. And you say, how do I get my thinking going right? Well, you need to come to the Lord. You need to trust the Savior. You need to allow Him to become your Lord. And you listen to Him whenever He instructs, whenever He gives information in the Bible. We look at that. We believe that. We sign on to that. We trust that. And we just simply say, these are God's instructions, and He knows more than we do, and we're going to let Him help us. Now, I'm just simply saying, this will work in your business. It will work in raising a family. This will work in your marriage. This will work in your relationships in the neighborhood. It's just important that we listen to what God has to say to us and not be a part of this unsavory crowd that is going down the tube and headed the wrong direction. In fact, let me go back to verse 38 where we started. That verse says, transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. So that is the unsavory element. And it's something that I hope you'll determine not to be a part of, but instead you'll go the other route. Now, come Monday, we're going to do another case study because the other side of this picture is clearly laid out here in Psalm 37. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. And I hope this weekend you'll sit down and write me a note. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. But listen, have a good rest of the day and a great weekend. God bless you and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.